Hello everybody, welcome to the Jock and Journo Show, round 17 already and it's been a massive week in footy and in sport as usual. We've got our man Scotty Pendlebury here, he's coming, he's got his shoulders back, he's got his chin up, he's got that sort of spark and that glint in his eye. Scotty, I can see mate, you're still fired up despite all the uh, crap being spoken at the moment. You're fired up for the final seven rounds, I can tell mate. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the um, last seven of the year and, um, you know, we're only, sounds funny, but we're only sort of two-thirds of the way through and, um, yeah, it's a big seven weeks for the footy club and looking forward to getting stuck in, go up there to Gold Coast, 25 degrees on Saturday up there. So, yes. so you do a little bit of, bit of a beach run or you jump oh, in might, the water? might sun myself a little bit on Friday <laughs> afternoon for an hour or two and... Um, <laughs> See, I might get a bit of skin on the body, and I mean, a bit of colour, a bit of skin on the body, a bit of colour on the body, and um, yeah, looking forward to getting out there and, um, and playing the Giants, playing old ruckman Jared Witts. Oh yeah, well, he's in he? good touch at the moment too. He is, yeah, I heard he's been pumping up as been pumped up as a potential All Australian uh, candidate, Coco. Man of the people, how are you, my friend? You've been eating up the Floyd Mayweather, uh, Conor McGregor press conference this morning. We'll talk about that a little bit uh, later. Are you excited by that, mate? Uh, yeah, it was a bit different. I'm still in the Conor McGregor camp. I reckon. What do you think he's going to win? No, no, no. But I just I what like an underdog. I like, I like your battle with the fitness regime. I, I go for an underdog. I try to get him up. <laughs> he's in big trouble. Hey, uh, Scotty, you did something different. Um, what was it yesterday, Tuesday, uh, with the club? Had a bit of 10-pin bowling. Is that right? Just sort of, you know, the boys got around each other, a few laughs, a few uh, knocked down a few pins. How'd that go? Um, you know, it, was, uh, it was a good little outing, I suppose, to kingpin at Crown there. And, um, yeah, as I think most programs do, you have things in throughout the season already scheduled just to break it up a little bit and, and have a little fun bit of fun. Stuff. Yeah, a little bit of fun, you know, away from the club and, and get away from it for a little bit. So I went down there for a couple of hours and, and had a bowl and um, How'd you go, mate? yeah. Well, when you said you know hit pins, I didn't hit too many pins, but <laughs> um, I was okay. But nowhere near the Jeremy Howe level or Cal Brown up near the close to two hundreds. Those boys, yeah. So what uh, do they do it regularly? Do they? Oh, I don't know. I'd hope so, because otherwise they put everyone else to shame. So <laughs> um, the so coach gave me a nice little barb when I, I got a bald one. He just yelled out, "Didn't was there no rinks in sale?" <laughs> um, <laughs> Because yeah, he's actually he's pretty handy as well at ten pin bowling the coach. Really? So, no, it was good. It was good to get down there and you know we did all our training and stuff in the morning and then yep. um, ducked down there for a couple of hours and a bit of bowl, a bit of a few guys playing pool and snooker and yep. whatever. So that no, was good little way to finish Tuesday and then who, day had, off the, who today. had the biggest strut on the ten pin bowler? Who who really oh, sort I'd, of rated their form? Yeah, and Jackson Ramsey's all the gear, no idea type yep. set up. Mm-hmm. Looks amazing. And then it just goes straight into the gutter. Who, who has all the bowling gear? Who's rolling out there? What? Their own. Well, yeah. like Homer Simpson with, with his the own. Shoes oh, I nearly the, left the yesterday because I had to put the shoes on. Yeah. And oh, I, you nearly left I left and I was like uh, into like the gaming area of Crown. I looked down I had the 10-pin bowling shoes on. <laughs> this is I, – I actually used to I work – I had to like come back and get my shoes. I used to work at a bowling alley and that was – the biggest issues were people walking off with, with the wrong shoes on yep. and, and yeah. just plain forgetting and then people throwing the ball into the roof. That was their, They loved throwing the ball into the roof. Look at this, I'm a legend. Or sliding down the lanes and knocking uh, all the pins Jordy over. Jordy type stuff. He got oh, really excited real yesterday Jordy depending on how stuff. fast he could roll the ball. Yeah. Real, real simple, simple stuff. things, eh? Real simple, <laughs> simple things, stuff. simple minds. No one slipped He got excited. No incidents otherwise? No. 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 All... 
apart from me, I actually had a moment where I decided, do I want to go back and get my shoes or do I want to keep these? Yeah. Oh, no. I thought I'd better go back. <laughs> it would have been bad. But does that, um, you know, does that relieve things, Scotty? I know you don't try and take too much attention of uh, sort of the external focus and, and pressure. Um, but you also had a meeting. Uh, yesterday on, on Tuesday, which helped clarify Nathan Buckley's coaching situation for the yeah, next... Yeah, well, you knew about that meeting before we did pretty much. It was that quickly in the paper. Got out on the Herald Sun website. Got out it, within, it was in the bushes out the got front. Out, got out within 10 minutes. Not Walked happy, out of the meeting and I was getting updates on my phone about how this meeting goes. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only just digesting it all. So how did that go, mate? Well, how did it get out? I don't yeah. know. No, how no, how did how how the meeting go? Run us through. Oh, no, it was... Um, Who got know, up there and spoke? Well, yeah, Purdy spoke and it was pretty much word for word what was reported in the Herald Sun that he got up and just um, clarified the coach's position and um, I don't know, did they do a press conference or something as well? Bucks had a presser. Yeah, so um, I think from a player's point of view, it was just good to hear that um, because there's been so much speculation here and um, every week it seems like, you know, it just builds more. It doesn't matter if we win or lose, it's always about the coach's future and it was just from a player's point of view, it's just great to know that. It's not nothing's going to happen in the next seven weeks, and um, we still got seven weeks of the season left. And let's just focus on footy, and that stuff will take care of itself at the end of the season. Um, because yeah, every player, you know, for me, I don't read too much into the speculation because you know You're if, I, if I did, person, I know. Yeah, but You're if a I freak with this, if I did, you know, like I've seen, you know, Clarkson's been linked here, Ross Lyons been linked here, Brad Scott's been linked here, um, you know, Bucks getting extensions been linked to. Mm-hmm. So there's so much out there and um, and all of it we have no control over. But that's me and I understand that I'm a little bit different, that I don't buy into much of it. But for some players, they, they do. They do get caught up in it and it does weigh on their shoulders. For other players, I don't care about it. So, yeah, I think it was a good move by the club just to come out and um, ease the tension, I suppose, on the, the playing way. group. Yeah, just get the weight off the shoulders for the playing group. And, um, yeah, we just focus on playing footy, which we should always do anyway, but it does infiltrate into the, the camp a little bit. We'll focus on this for just a second, but have you seen that? So I think Taylor Adams and Adam Trelaw, Nathan Buckley all sort of said that these guys are human and the players have said, yes, it has affected them, the uncertainty around the coach. Have you seen that? Because um, the, the performance at the weekend yeah. was flat and Bucks at a half-time, three-quarter time, there wasn't the usual spark and energy. Yeah, um, yeah, probably since the bye, um, who have we played? Hawthorne, Port Adelaide and Essendon. Yeah. Um, yeah, it seemed like we've just lost our way a little bit with how we're playing and um, up until the bye, I think we're five and six and, um, you know, probably stiffed not to be, you know, seven and four and, and things like that, which, you know, you get what you deserve. So we're, we were five and six and then, um, yeah, I'd, like, I don't know, there's something gone amiss with the group and um, whether it is guys, you know, carrying that burden of you know, extra pressure and we've got to win to, mm. you know, help Bucks or whatever yeah. it is, I'm not too sure, but... Um, yeah, I think I think it was just it was just good yesterday to to get that out and um, have the guys know that you know don't worry about this. It's you know the coach will be the coach at the end of the season. They'll make the appropriate call at the end of the season, and um, yeah, it just gave the guys some real clarity, which is I think what the group needed. One on the coach, how's he travelling? <clears throat> and in your mind, why is he the right man for the job um, long term? Yeah, well, he's just I think he's been great this year with the amount of pressure. Um, he doesn't let it seep into or he tries not to let it seep in and he can't control you know who reads twitter and the the paper and all that sort of stuff he can't control players that do that but he's um yeah he's very focused and um you know very staunch that you know we can turn this season around still and 
Um, he just comes in and gets to work. He's um, yeah, he's he's doing a lot right and setting us up. And a lot of guys have a great relationship with him, and the care and empathy he has for the group is you know outstanding. And yep. a lot of guys really want him to succeed. And um, you know, but the only way we can do that is start winning games of football and get our year back on track. Because as I said we're only two thirds of the way through, and um, you know we need to get up to Gold Coast this week and put in a really good performance. When I've written stories about Collingwood this year and, and you know, involving Nathan Buckley, and, and I think he's one of the absolute best people I've met in um, football, and the feedback is always, yeah, we know he's a great bloke, but Collingwood fans want to know, can he coach? Like, can he take us to the top four and, and, and back to premiership land? Does he have the tactical acumen? You only know that, I reckon, if you're inside the four walls. So do you think he has the, you know, he's... He's an expert coach. He's a great coach. Do, do I think yeah. that? What, yeah, um, what makes you think? I mean, you obviously say yes, but yeah. you know, why is that? Well, I think it just, like this year our performances have been, and I've said this earlier, you know, he can't come out and kick the goals for us. That cost us games early in the year. He can only put us in the positions to kick the goals. He can't actually do it. And, yep. you know, in the first half of the year, all that stuff um, – you know, we were playing a really good brand of footy and as I said, it's just been a three-week patch where we've lost our way a little bit and um, we really we really need to discover that though this week because, yep. you know, you can understand those questions if, you know, our playing group don't fire a shot for mm. the next seven weeks and, um, you know, and I think the players aren't silly enough to know that, you know, it doesn't all just come back onto the coach because we're all playing for yep. something over these next seven weeks. Well, players are on the well. line. Well, I've said this before in a good and a bad way. There's no such thing as a contract anymore in, in AFL and, and for the players. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, every club that's not around the mark and um, if you don't put in a good last seven weeks, it leaves everyone vulnerable. And as a playing group, we know that as well. It would be good to get on the road, like a bit of, you know, quality 25 farm. degrees is pretty appealing to get away. <laughs> um, it's not the warmest weather at the moment here, is it? So, no, look, no. yeah, it is. I love travelling with the guys and, um, yeah, it is a good chance to – to get away. Bit of banter. Um, yeah, there's always plenty of banter. Um, yeah, and just really set ourselves for a good, solid performance. Nice, even contribution from the team. Against your old mate, uh, Rocket Ede. Um, what I'm interested in is um, Buck said that it might be a good chance over the next seven rounds. And I don't know how immediate it is. We'll see its selection. But whether, uh, you know, Collingwood might look to play a kid ahead of time. And that's... Maybe Josh Dacos, Kellen Brown, Rupert Wills this weekend, Kale Kirby. Now, Kale Kirby is the one who excites Collingwood fans the most. I'm not sure how much excitement there's been around the team this season. You know, Bucks is back. He's had a lot of faith in his current playing group and a lot of the senior players. But Kale Kirby is a guy who came to the club probably out of shape, a bit overweight. You know, his professionalism needed to totally change. He was a raw talent as raw as they get. And now he's leading the VFL goal kicking, I think, with 27 goals. Another four majors at the weekend. Now, I wonder, you know, clearly he's probably not going to be as fit as everyone else. But tell us what you've seen in this man's journey so far because he's he's sort of everyone Collingwood fans are excited about at the moment. Yeah, with Kaylee, as you said, he'd come uh, to the club. I think he was a last pick in the draft for us. Yep. Um, off the back of a couple of really good VFL games for Richmond. He played there and I think he kicked 11 goals in yep. two games as a 17-year-old. and um, Stocky little fella. Yeah, well, he that's the thing. Everyone's, you know, he come in a little bit underdone, but he come in as an 18-year-old out of TSC Cup footy. They're all underdone. Yep. They're all raw. They're all, you know, for you know what he didn't have in sort of a yeah, running capacity, he was 
so much stronger than every other first year guy in the gym. Powerful. Oh, he's an incredibly powerful unit. And, um, you know, quick, very quick, great agility, great sense, um, goal sense. So, yeah, he's playing some really good footy at VFL level. And we've got, I think the VFL guys have won four in a row down there. So there is a lot of guys playing some really good footy and, and putting pressure on. So, um, yeah, if a, you know, I hate the word a young player because they're all just players on a list and birth certificates are out the window. But if a guy like Kirby or Dakes was to come in, it's on the back of performance. It's not mm-hmm. going to be on the back of, oh, we'll gift you a game because yep. I think that never sets a player up to do well if you're just gifting games. So, yeah, Kerbs is, as you said, leading the goal kicking down there. But, you know, as important too is his forward pressure. And, you How's know, he sp- go there? Splitting guys in half. Yeah, he loves a tackle. Um, Byron Pickett style? Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of Byron Pickett about him. He nearly uh, decapitated a, a kid on the weekend. He slipped a little bit high and kept going. So, um, yeah, guys like that, they're playing really good footy and yep. they're – Showing some really good form, so they're putting their hands up for a, you know a crack at senior footy. Well, how did you th- just set the scene for us with Carl when he first came in? You do all the fitness testing, right? Because he's worked hard since that point. But how did he go early days when he first came in, and what did you think? Like- well, he had um, he actually in all the football stuff really impressed. He was probably one of the ones that stood out the most. Skills and stuff, skills, ability to compete straight away with senior players. Um, He's got the body of a man already. So he turned so, heads, yeah. Yeah. And he, um, but just then, the endurance. Yeah, just the endurance side of things because he'd been a full forward at TSC Cup level. So, And there he was pretty much, you know, I had the 50 to myself and get out the way, Pagan Paddock style. So, <laughs> yeah, and he had a lot to learn about AFL system and how we play, you know, getting up and down the ground, all those type of things. So, Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, he developed a little bit of knee pain, which put him back for about a month. So, yeah, and then, you know, he's worked fairly hard you know to, to get back and be is he ready do you think he's a chance um you know if he keeps playing the footy he's playing you can't ignore it for mm. too much longer but um you know and then it's guys that have put four good weeks in the vfl together i remember when blair was playing here in 2010 no i think it was 09 10 he 18 weeks in a row in the best in the vfl before he got a look in so wow um you know is four games enough i think I think you, you get picked on when they see that you can fulfill the role well yep. enough and whether that takes you four weeks, one week, 18 weeks, whatever it is, you, you come in when the coaches think you're ready. What about Dakes? How's he travelling? Yeah, he's, um, I think he's adapted to his first probably, you know, he's pretty raw as well, similar to Khaled, not played yeah. much footy. Um, he's got he's lovely a, delivery. He's got the skill, hasn't he? Oh, he's got the skill. He's got the, the movement of a small forward. You know, he gets in and out of traffic really well and um, it's – Big call, but I sort of I think he's similar in mind to what Wells is when he gets the ball. If he doesn't make the the decision, he'll give it to someone with ample time and space to make a really good decision. And, and Dakes has got that same ability. So um, yeah, now he's just working his way through his first full year of senior footy. Really, like you know, the first four or five weeks of VFL for everyone, they're so excited. But then you know, the physical toll starts coming on board, and you're getting sore, and the Melbourne mornings are getting colder, and you know, you realise that every week you've got to get yourself as close to cherry ripe as you can. So, um, yeah, here's another one. He played really well. He played a bit of midfield time on the weekend and did a bit of centre bounce stuff. He's super quick, great agility. Um, those little stocky legs seem to help him get in and out of traffic a little bit. So, yeah, here's another one. Once he's, once the coaches think that he's playing his role well enough and he can come in and, and take a spot, I'm sure he'll, he'll get a chance based on form. My view, I reckon because, and look, you're basically out of finals contention now, I think it's less than a 1% chance. You need to win all your final seven last games and even then maybe... Similar to Sydney when they were not the six. 
That's right. We're yeah. going to talk about them in a second. Um, yeah. So they, I, they were never there. They can't make finals, can they? Because they started zero and six. Well, well they're hundred to one for the flag. I think we all yeah. well, flag favourites pretty much. And they're not even the eight. Well, they've the been the best. Final t- series doesn't start for another seven weeks, so you got another. Seven <laughs> well, that's weeks the to get co- that's why you're the captain of the footy club, Scotty. That sort of optimism. That's what we need, uh, mate. I like that uh, energy, and optimism. Um, what did you like about uh, Essendon at the weekend? Because when they had the footy, when you when you guys turned it over, and there was some butchering of the football in the first half, especially in the back half. When you did turn it over, they capitalised as well as anyone yeah. this season, I reckon. I think that's what the. The big difference in the game was is when we forced a turnover, we couldn't hurt them like what they did to us. And um, yeah, whenever we turned the ball over in a bad area, that just, it just went bang straight back goal. Yeah, um, they didn't even give you a chance to think about it. Very quick, they've got a super dangerous forward line, um, Fantasia, on the weekend. So you're t- um, pretty yappy. Yeah, I think him and him and Braden are going to have a long-standing ten-year rivalry <laughs> of bashing each other, um, which is good. I reckon they. They both know it's coming when they play each other. And, um, you know, Raggio took the chocolates on the weekend and I'm sure Braden will be eager for a crack next year, Anzac Day or potentially the finals if both sides get there this year. So so after the game, you go in the rooms and you see Bruzzy. Now, just tell me about his body language and his demeanour. Like, is he um, sort of a bit sort oh, no, he's, wound up and furious still? Or? No, he's very passionate and he plays with his heart on his sleeve, Bruzzy. And he was disappointed with how he played, not only defensively but offensively as well. And... He's um, really keen to bounce back, but you know he does. He thrives on those battles, and he would be disappointed that Fantasia, you know, got on top of him. And you know, but we're not silly enough to think that it was just Braden versus Fantasia, and you know, Braden yep. got taken to the cleaners. We left him out to dry a few times with our ball use and um, the lack of run through our midfield, get back and support. So, looking to um, address that this weekend. And, and as you said, Bruzzy's one of the most competitive blokes you'll see on a football field. He literally does have that white line fever, so yep. he's great to play with. I remember Decker Hine in, uh, after the draft he was taken. I spoke to him, and he, he sort of likened him to a younger Luke Hodge from his aggression point of view. Not yeah. saying he was as good a player as Luke Hodge, but he had that sort of um, spunk. Yeah, that white line fever. That white line, uh, which we saw at the weekend. He touched on Sydney and GWS um, before. It's a massive game this weekend because the Giants, with all their injuries, are just starting to teeter a little bit, and they're vulnerable. They've had, they've had the wood on the Swans for a while, haven't they? Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Or was it last last year that Swans finished on top, and then they got beaten. Got beaten at the SCG by the Giants, and Giants have had the wood on them for a while now. Yes, um, they really they can lock them away, but Sydney really find it hard to score against the Giants. Why is that? Well, I don't know. They just find it hard to score. <laughs> Who do you think's going to win? And if Sydney do win, well, I think the Swans will win. In saying that. Well, GWS has been equal premiership favourites with Adelaide for some time now, but couldn't the flag race be turned totally on its head this weekend if Sydney win, as you say? And would, should they then be the new flag favourites, Scotty? Well, personally, I don't think that it will turn, its on, turn it on its head because it's just a one game of football and said there's seven weeks to go, so let's not get caught up into the week-to-week. Scott Pendlebury, um, the little algorithm there. His, <laughs> yeah. little, his little robot brain just beeping away. Beep, bloop, beep, bloop. Well, so far there's been 17 different premiership favourites or 17 sides that, based on one game, look like they could win the flag. No, but this is Every, a sustained you know, like, form over we two talking, months from the Swans. Not long ago, it was like, I think four weeks ago or five weeks ago, everyone was talking about, does Essendon have the ability to go all the way and win the flag? 
And then two weeks later, they're not good enough. And then now that they beat us on the weekend, they're back into the mix. So we'll I don't get caught up into all this <laughs> hoo-ha jargon that well, you do. But I do think it's going to be the best Battle of the Bridges game yep. so far between the two clubs. I think it's going to be it'll be on for young and old. Um, it's going to be nice and fiery. And uh, I think Big Buddy might put on a bit of a clinic. So take out the pies for the minute. Who do you th- if you had to put your life on a flag? For, who do you think would win the flag now if you had no to pick idea. someone? Come on, mate. Well, you said I put my life on it, and I don't know because there's no clear cut favourite. Who do you think is best placed? Well, I don't know. There's still seven rounds to go. It can all it can all change within seven weeks, can it not? I think if the Swans win, I've sort of been big on the Cats. Well, you put your life on someone. Yeah, well, we'll do that now. Um, who? I think if the Swans can win, then then they deserve that top billing. Um, Adelaide obviously Can I keep a record from now Every week I'll ask you Who the premiership favourite is And see how many times you change It changes Mate it changes quickly That's what I just said It changes quickly Yeah so we've got these So I get uh, caught up in worrying about it Measuring points Because that's what we do mate We talk about football Just like you talk about The UFC La 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 This I think if the Swans can win this weekend, um, I think that puts them Absolutely at the top of the run Adelaide's transition game Right when when we when we look at Adelaide and why they're so potent, is it because of that half bat, that that rebound off half back? You're the expert, <laughs> <laughs> Coco. It's you or me for here, um, from here, mate. So who was your favourite? You just said Adelaide, Geelong, and Sydney. But then you basically Sydney. If Sydney win, they're going to be the favourite. If they lose, they're not. Doesn't that seem silly? Based well, on one game of footy, they can go from being favourites to not. What uh, if they no, lose by a point? Uh, <laughs> or that would be a very competitive performance for me. Depends how they play. So exactly. So if the, all the ingredients are there and you like what you see, well, then you anoint them as your favourites. I reckon he's had a tough week, Coco. What do you reckon? Jeez, you, haven't, you still haven't answered his question. Exactly. So I'm just... I, would, I, think, I think if Sydney can win this weekend, I want to see him win this weekend, and why, that would change does... things for me. So currently... So, so you, not, you don't believe in their last eight weeks then? Hasn't been good enough. Yeah, well, I think that's elevated them from a uh, bottom eight team to a real contender. Okay, I will go then, based on your theory of yeah. results, if Hawthorne can get to the finals, yes, they're my favourites. Really, Scotty? There you go. Why do you say that? Well, because if they can get there yeah. with their experience, yeah. I think they can get it done. Um, They've what, beaten Adelaide. Yeah. They've beaten Sydney in Sydney. Two of the most informed yes. teams in the comp. Yep. And they've beaten them both on their own deck. Yep. Clearly their system stands up. Yeah. You love Clarko. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so but that's on the proviso, like what you get with yeah. if yeah, Sydney like win this way. Yeah, so I'll, then I think that yeah. if Hawthorne can get there, they are my favourites. Because if they get there, they get a week off no matter where they finish. Yes. Which is important. Yeah. To reset, bang, let's go. Are you a fan of that? Uh, no. Why is that? Because I don't think it advan- it's not advan- advantageous to the top four because they now go... It doesn't protect their advantage. No, well, it goes like week off, game, if you win, yeah. another week off. And I know everyone says, oh, sure, you can be able to manage that. But it's, you see teams come back off the bye. Um, not sure how many sides went off the bye. Yeah, it's just very hard to manage playing one game in 21 days. You have a scratch match then on your, week- your weekend off. Yeah, but then I suppose guys would be concerned about getting injured or whatever. But yeah, it's Go just play a problem that bowling, mate. If that's the sort of the mate, magic formula, uh, could be. <laughs> well, time will tell, won't it? So, um, yeah. Do you like it? 
Mm, yeah, I do, because we've been through a decade of um, boring monotony with the top four and the premiership winners, etc. Yeah. And the, the week off um, gets the best players back on the park, which is what, what we want to see at the end of the year. I, I like it for the little break that it gives the, the breath that it gives the game. The season. Yeah. It'd be great if you did. I would like it if you did all the awards the week before the final. So you had a big night, oh, big yeah. extravaganza. That's a good call. Brownlow, yep. All-Australian. That's a great Do call. all that sort of stuff. Imagine the event at Crown. The launch of the AFLX. Oh, you could have it all there, um, get it all done. So then the finals is about the finals. It's not about oh, who made the All-Australian team, who didn't, who won the Brownlow, who didn't, who should have won this. Grand final week is about the two best sides and you just go through them, yeah. fine tooth comb. And then you can, the players can take... If oh, you're the players, not in the finals, the, the players you can go aren't on there, can do what they want. Because uh, you have to, you have to come back. Did you get fined or something if, if you're not yeah. at the Brownlow Medal? Uh, I've, I've gone to the Brownlow every time, but I'm assuming I'd, I have to go. Yeah, yeah. So what if you're in Las yes. Vegas or something? So last year I was in London and had to fly back for the Brownlow. And then did you fly out again? No, right. Not That's restrictive though, isn't it? <laughs> oh please, not made of money. <laughs> not made of money. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's slightly restrictive. We got back at four thirty p.m. from London. And then straight to the brown low, straight then, in the tuck, straight in the brown low. Yep. And slightly sleep deprived. <laughs> Did you love that? No, didn't um, That's a good idea, mate. Let's, be, we'll we'll follow amazing, that up. wouldn't it? Mm. So you, what you could do, you could do your AFL coaches. Yep. Award, all Australian. Yeah, all Australian, your brown low. And announce it all on the, throughout the whole coverage. Mm. So at the end of the night, the brown low winner gets there. You'd yep. assume that the people that get invited to the brown low are going to make the all Australian team. So get them up as well. Yep. Announce the coaches' association winner because all the coaches are in the room. Yep, be a fairly extravagant night. Imagine the coverage you would get, and it'd be huge. Back to our original point: the buy and what? let the players wear what they want. See a bit of personality. What trackies? No, no, but like as in within, like have a what dress code. What would you wear? You know, because we all rock up black suit, black tie. Yeah, bang. Or, like we all, you pretty much just change the head. On Do you every enjoy brown night? No, change Why? the head. It's a long night. It's a really long night. Because yeah. um, you haven't won one. No, the, the best ones have been when Swanee has been close or I've been close. Yeah. Um, just when it's someone on your table is actually around the mark and you're sitting there. Like um, Trelaw last year, yeah. like he was Fourth. around the mark. Yeah. Um, Daisy one year got early votes. Like, that's pretty cool because it's like, hold on, we might have a bit of excitement on the table. Um, Couple of years there, we're out the back near the toilets. Um, smells You'd be looking table. forward to this year's event then. Oh yeah, it's real. Hoot. No, that you've nah, st- no, it's not. Actually, it's not a bad night. It's it's okay. Now that you've started, now that you've stopped back chatting umpires, you actually might be a chance to get. Oh, um, working on it. No, did, did you see the incident on the weekend? What, what happened? happened? This was when Scotty having a massive blue with Hurley. Yep. Umpire stuck in the middle. Pendles with the chest bump. Chest bump. Bumps the umpire into hurls. Did He's I? stuck in the middle. The ricochet. Oh, Poor fella. Didn't mean that. He looks scared for his life. I missed that, mate. You're in the Maybe that's why I didn't get a free kick when I got <laughs> punched in the face. <laughs> I like the buy because it um, it adds extra unpredictability and it gives bottom uh, uh, the bottom teams in the top eight, so the bottom four, um, a greater chance. And we saw that with the Western Bulldogs um, last year, but I'm very interested in your comment that you think Hawthorne are still a flag threat 
Um, on if, no, that had the rider. Yeah, if yeah, they the get rider. there. Yeah, we, we can, all get those. Your little asterisk. Yeah, that's yeah. a headline. We all get those. That's a headline. Who's the recruiter of the year? Um, story today in the Herald Sun about Tommy Mitchell. Pick yeah, Tom uh, Mitchell. fourteen became pick sixteen. Let him do the setup. He's Tom Mitchell. Do, no, he's got to do the setup. He's got to do the setup, mate. He gets excited. Oh, I think Tom Mitchell. Stuff. I this do. Is his thing. Okay. Well, he's uh, he's now third favourite for the Brownlow Medal. He's averaged thirty six possessions low. again. Pardon? He'll win the Brownlow. He'll win the Brownlow. Yeah. Haven't you come alive in the last five minutes? Well, he will. Tom Mitchell. Yeah. What about Dusty in Danger? There's seven no, weeks left of the season. What if he gets hit by a car tomorrow? Why do you think potentially? Tom, why will Tom? Well, let me have another rider. Yep. If he keeps going the way he's going, <laughs> he'll win the Brownlow. Tell me what you're well, about. Well, he's going to win the Hawks Best and Fairest. He probably won it already by straight. Yeah. So you see the probably coaches there. votes. No. He's on 53 coaches votes. Next best Sean Burgoyne 24. Yeah. So took me a while think, to count them up. I think pretty much every week he's been. In the Hawks' best, best couple of players, yeah, and, and this isn't anything to do with him or whatever, but it seems to, it, it's always it's a stats game. Like the Brownlows are yep. heavily influenced by numbers. Yep, he's had the best numbers ever. Mm-hmm. I think he has, hasn't he? Ever like best most disposals through round seventeen ever. Is that right? I think that's Aver- right. Yeah. yeah. So his numbers have been off the charts. Yep, averaging thirty six and. Even when they don't win, he still could take twos and ones. So and not many other players at Hawthorne, I think, yeah. have had the numbers that he has every week. So I think he'll win. Interesting call. Um, Luke Hodge said he thought you were best on ground in the Tom Mitchell 50-possession game yeah. um, where you guys beat Hawthorne with that second-half comeback. Have you seen him become like, – can, can you explain how damaging you think his game is and sort of – Maybe how he's become more damaging in the sort of the past month. Or I think his four more years been outstanding. Yeah, um, and I said that after we played mm-hmm. played them that I thought his game when he had fifty was outstanding. So he's playing his role yeah. really well yeah. at Hawthorne, and that's his role. He's ticking off every week, yeah. and he can't do much more than what he's doing. What's so good about him in that? How does he find so much footy? What does what, he What does he do inside the shoebox? Um, it sounds really obvious, but he just. The role that Hawthorne want him to play of always getting the clearance or being the guy who gets the first handball out to set him up and yeah. Um, but how does he get that? Tell us what just what, off their off what is basically he best at. Well, I think it's probably just how he's coached because you see, it's almost like Sam Mitchell's gone and Tom Mitchell's become mm. what Sam Mitchell was. And I know Sam used to get tagged a lot more than what Tom does, yeah. but it's the, basically the same role. Yeah, you see. You know, Mitchell averaged high 30s or mid-30s when he was there. Sam. Um, and now Tom's come in and playing a very similar role that Hawthorne really rate. So Mitchell's in that spot where he's getting – he's very, very good around the clearances. You know, that ground ball, so really what, quick. Why? So when you're standing Just next to him – to read it. Why is, he's why? quick, he's strong, uh, he's very clean. So he's super first couple fa- of steps? F- super fast with his hands. Um, yeah, and, and, and if Hawthorne, you know, get the hit out – if he doesn't get the clearance, he's usually getting the first handball out. And then more often than not, when he does get that handball, you're seeing he turns straight away back to find a half back. Mm. Um, so they go back with a handball. They always right? go back. They yeah. always go back. And So he's instrumental to that. Yeah. yeah. And that's you often see him, he sets up at a stoppage in that sort of pseudo sweeping spot. Whereas if they hit it back, he's there. Um, and if someone else clears it, he's there for the first handball. And then as I said, as soon as he gets it, he's turning around to find a half back. That he releases. And I know people talk about his meters gained and all that sort of stuff. You're not a big he, meters gained man. But he gives it to like, he Smith. gives it to Smith, who then goes and runs forty, kicks sixty. Yep. But without Tommy Mitchell giving the ball, there is no forty sixty. 
Yeah. So he's effective meters. How strong is he? Very like, strong. Hard to shift. Yeah, he's like. You would have f- f- ten centimeters on him. 50. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's only a little fella, but he's a little like he's a little nugget. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Little yeah. gold nugget. Yeah, he is. He's a golden brown nugget. Well, the other recruit of the rear year option. So Jared Lyons, uh, averaging twenty six positions at Gold Coast, played all fifty, uh, all fifteen games. Was swapped for pick forty three. Um, Zach Tui is an interesting one at Geelong. Now Geelong essentially downgraded pick sixteen to 20 and lost Billy Smets for Zach Tui. He's been in All-Australian contention. And Toby Nankervis now, he's probably slowed a little bit over the past month, but he was traded for pick 46. So they're the four for me, but Tommy I'm with Mitchell. you on Tommy Mitchell. You yeah. got, you got. what do you reckon, Cocker? No, he's you're, Tommy you're not easy. Zach Tui is very – Zach Tui's He's been, been a great get. Yeah, integral for how they set up. This last footy topic for today, boys, I know you're absolutely frothing to talk about. Then we're going personal. UFC and stuff. (laughs) Um, Is Clayton Oliver. Now, we saw at the weekend on Sunday in their game versus um, uh, Carlton, he was sledged from the crowd, Mr. Aguero, I think his name was, and he turned around Clayton Oliver, walked towards the fan and had a big go back. Now, the allegation is that uh, he threatened the fan. Either way, Clayton Oliver had to apologise. And a bit embarrassing really, given the um, staging stuff he just went through, alleged staging stuff he went through for a couple of weeks. He's probably had not a great couple of weeks, so Clayton Oliver. How much stuff do you hear from the crowd, Scott, in? How, how um, challenging is it not to want to bite back at times? Um, yeah, you certainly... You snap back at us. Oh, you, so. certainly, yeah, you certainly cop it um, any time you get near the fence, good or bad, you know, if you happen to run near the Collingwood faithful and you're, you're up, you're... Yeah. you're you know, you get a nice we pat on the you, back. Bindles. And if you uh, are down and you run into the Collingwood fans, you cop an earful. So, yep. um, yeah, I think the, the best advice for any player in Clayton would just be, it's just, you got to treat it like white noise. There's nothing to gain out of talking back to them. So um, do you even hear it? Not now. When you near the fence? No. Nah. No. Nah. Just, it's all just white noise and you just get back into what you're doing. What if you get touched? Have you ever been like touched Ooh, by a fan? Then you grab him and the pull him over the fence and get him <laughs> on the ground. And it's on. Some ground. <laughs> Put him to sleep. What about uh, earlier in your career? Um, is it challenging? Yeah, we used to, as I said, I was, um, I've said before on here that when you used to walk up and down the boundary, you know that like with the drink bottles, and you yep. used to go for a walk. You used to hear all that. Yeah, that was some pretty good advice you used to get there. Life advice too. So oh, you said someone spat on you once. Yeah, attempted, attempted spitting. <sighs> um, yeah, so now you don't do that. Um, probably the only time is when you lose or you win and you're walking down the race. You yeah. tend to cop a barrage then. How do you go? How how do you go in that situation? Uh, I'd find that. I'll just go. Just keep walking. Um, yeah, you can't. As I said, I know it's boring, but you can't. Get, what can you achieve out of yeah. saying something back? Nothing. You are exhausted, and you're probably not feeling. Well, you don't yeah. feel great when you lose. No, you don't feel great after a game. Period. Because you're just completely gutted. knackered. But Bit like me after training. Um, yeah, especially when you lose, you're just gutted, Same. shattered. So, yeah, you cop it. But, yeah, I think Clayton and I'm sure the senior guys at Melbourne would just be telling him just to let that stuff go. Would that be flat? You know, I reckon, reckon it would have been pretty funny if he gave him a wink and a nod and all had a laugh at him or whatever because, yeah. I think he that, had a very good game. Did he? Clayton, yeah. Yeah. He he looked shocked when he got something back. I don't I don't think he can sit in the front row, lean over the fence and – Say something. Didn't he ask for an apology? Yeah, and he got it. But yeah. like, you can't. Well, they're know, not immune. Seems, as that a, seems silly. As a fan, we're not immune to be. We can't just lean Does over the fence and say whatever. Does that mean if he gave me a spray, I said nothing? I could ask him for an apology. Yeah, it's no, because it, it only goes one way. Fans are allowed. I suppose to be though, abused. we are the 
professional athletes and we've got to set the example. So mm. they're probably not doing it just for that one-on-one battle between the fan and Clayton. They're probably doing it for all the kids out there to show them that that's not on. And you don't want kids at the local footy because there's no fence. You can just run straight underneath it and it'll be on. So I'm just not sure the fan. Um, if you're a fan and you have a crack at someone, I don't think you can then cry about it if they go back at you either. Exactly. Funny one, who was it? Mickey O'Loughlin when he kicked that goal against West Coast and the fan was giving it to him yeah. and he turned and looked at him and he shit himself. <laughs> that was good. Uh, the big boy. He got yeah. right up in his grill too. Yeah. Uh, he, that was um, quite good. Righto. Coco, what happened in the um, give us a UFC wrap? UFC on the weekend, two thirteen. We had Whitaker got upgraded to the main event after the Lioness Nunez pulled out through illness. Dana White was quick to say that she was medically cleared to fight, but just decided she not pulled to. Out. She pulled out soft. She pulled out the pretty chair. much. That's what he said. Uh, what did you think, Scotty? You watched the event. I guess we were pretty much just in it for the main event. Yeah, I was uh, daddy daycaring at home. Daddy daycare. Had Alex lined up that I needed to go to the pub for about half an hour to watch this fight. Just run across the road. Yeah, I, literally, I just run across the road. So she knew you weren't going for a couple of beers. You were going to watch it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it, so it, I just, yeah, I just said to Al, like, I'm out. I've got to go watch yeah. this fight because you were texting me, Braden, about. All right, it's on. Time to leave. I'll give you five minutes <laughs> to get there. Updates. So, bang, I was there. And it, it was either way. So, if Whitaker won, it was the first Australian New Zealand uh, fighter to ever have a championship, even though it's interim. And uh, if Romero won, same, same for Cuba. It was interesting because uh, Whitaker seemed like he hurt his medial in round one and kind of oh, round one the first thirty seconds. He and he got, got he got back to his corner and he said his knee was stuffed. He did Still, a good job to disguise it. He basically. Busted his, it looks like, and it hasn't come out yet, but surely he's done his medial ligament. So he's done his medial ligament in the first 30 seconds of a 25-minute fight Wow! against a gold medalist he's a judo wrestler who looks like he's carved out of stone. And then he's fought for another 24 and a half minutes and yeah. become the middleweight champion or the interim middleweight champion yeah. of the world. There was, yeah, over Unbelievable. 15 takedown attempts and he, yeah, he stuffed them all except for four and he got yeah. straight back up. So... Yeah, a lot of heart. Big kahunas. Yeah. Um, Bisping, who is the actual champion, came, oh, God, came in after the fight. and Whitaker smashes him. Uh, so it's oh. going to yeah, it's gonna be Bisping England, England v Australia for the uh, actual championship. So It'll be on. Yeah, it'll be on and it'll be we'll interesting. Go. We'll in a nutshell, who's your favourite fighter? In the UFC? Yep. Oh, Conor McGregor. Yeah. Because he put I'll it take on, him out. He put it on the map for me. Yeah, um, take out Conor. After Conor, I'd probably say Whitaker because... I've watched a fair few of his fights now and I like the way he goes about it. Yeah. Um, his win over Sacre was amazing. He's so composed. And, yeah, well, you just write uh, it off. You, you kind of don't think he's going to do it, but yeah. he keeps coming out and doing it. Yeah, he's I, I like Mark so Hunt. strong. I like oh, Mark, yeah, Mark Hunt. Mark walk-off knockout. Jesus. That's good. Why, he, why do you like this guy? He's all, so he's heavyweight and he's... Big boy. Heavy but, hands. But, forward. But heavy he's, hands. he's not the fittest looking bloke, so he's one of the traditional heavyweights, but... <laughs> He gets into wars and there's a, there's only ever one result. It's yeah. knockout or oh. or massacre. Yeah. So I get queasy. <laughs> get when I watch this stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can jump straight into social media off the back of that. Andrew P said off the back of Pendle's comments last week, looks like SP10 gets another thing right with sponsors dropping off. Uh, yeah, he did know Tommy. Like so he, he lost that. he lost his uh, twenty thousand uh, dollar sponsor with Head, the tennis racket brand. Um, he needs I to take a break. Pick that up from the media. Yeah. You just have a stab, and sometimes you're right. <laughs> you get rewarded. How flat is he on us at the minute? <laughs> just in the we need, he needs a cuddle. Clocko, give him a cuddle. There's a bitterness about no, it. No, not at all. <laughs> I'm just saying. I've, hey, you should be proud of me that I'm learning. This is good. Yeah, <laughs> picking we it up. Need more headlines. This is um. <laughs> 
I don't the, like to wait for after yeah. the fact. Oh yeah, okay. How, the cocko. When players retire, so the players pot the media basically for their whole careers, and then they retire. I don't pot the media. And there you go. Where's my where's my high paying media job? Channel Seven Friday night your special comments role. That's what it changes. Like Mick Moldhouse potted us for his whole life, and then as soon as he retired, what does he do? Gets a column in the Herald Sun. In last week's uh, podcast, I don't know if you noticed, Scotty, but. Yeah. Our man Jay Z, he kind of pumped up his sporting ability on two separate occasions. He, no, I didn't. He claimed that he was he was a pretty handy footballer back in the day. I um, was a rubbish which, footballer. Which is, I was a bit like Andrew Carazzo. I could I got the ball. So you're Andrew Carazzo. Oh, yeah, essentially, yeah, so like, it's pretty harsh. Yeah, see, Sam, with Sammy Edmund and I had this conversation at um, work. We try to you know when we compare Cheers. ourselves to who we played like. He's Bryce Gibbs, right? So Sammy's a very skillful player, right? A very smart player, Sammy Edmund, Bryce Gibbs. I was Carazzo. Not that he wasn't smart or skillful, but, you know, he was just foot soldier in the midfield. You know, skill's not as good, um, but reliable. It's very un- unlike reliable. the media to compare people to each other. Um, and then... <laughs> Coco, whack. Then we had the... You, you said you're an awesome basketballer, which... You, you, Did I? You no. painted this picture of your Geelong was, days. I played one-on-one with Jay when we first Who scored met. the first point? Who scored the I first scored the, this, We played one-on-one. I scored the first point, and yeah, you should have seen. So it was like, um, well, like seeing the look now. of shock on the man's face. So I was like, um, let's, go, let's go shoot around and stuff, because he's like, I'm pretty good at basketball. So I was like, oh, how good is this? I'll be able to have a game against someone. And then like we played, and like from the first, like bang, he's come out like it's the NBA championship game one. Yeah. So after he scored, scored the first it. basket, I decided yeah. that's Headband. enough. <laughs> Headband, high socks. And then since then we played table ideas. tennis. Yeah, I got smashed <laughs> the table me. tennis. This is what happened in the basketball court. I scored the first point, and then Scotty pretty much well scored the last ten, and that included a three pointer with his eyes closed. <laughs> we haven't played since. <laughs> Nor will we until you. Game Sharpen up. So okay. Basketball talents. We p- played for a great team called the Hurt, and oh, um, and I was you know, more so a glue guy, a bit of a you know Joe Ingles. Seems like a common theme with you. It's yeah. a bit of a <laughs> they're like, they're like you're the typical. You organised a footy trip, yep. the social events. Yeah, I've so. won about ten coaches awards. You just compared yourself to Joe Ingles. Did he just sign a? He, he <laughs> yeah, got a couple of dollars in, in yeah. a contract. Starting lately, starting um, you three the, man in the NBA. You're on the, you're on the you same money. I mean. Anyway, it seems I, I'm, this is an assumption. This is what we do, but. It seems like some of your mates got together and made a poll about your sporting ability. They did. Uh, said um, Clarkie ripped into teammates for missing open J's. What was his own b-ball strength? And he put it out there. Scarecrow defence came in at 0%, which is pretty good. Intimidation of referees came in at 12%. Yeah. Like to intimidate. You have a go at Pendles for talking to the referees, oh, and here he is. Yeah, it's a bit uh, of a weakness. F- faking contact on misses. That's... Oh. I can just imagine that. I can draw a foul. <laughs> Soccer player. Uh, and s- coming in at number one, 50% of the votes, sledging old man opponents. Yeah. Look, sometimes I have a bit of the Bruzzy Maynards about me, um, the white line fever. Drag an old guy across the court. What do you reckon jumper? they should? I like this debate. What do you reckon they should be called? Referees or umpires? Oh. And we're like, why is, this, is it different? Referees more like American thing, and umpires more an Australian term, isn't it? I like referees. That, that's because you're an, you're an American fanboy. <laughs> we is. Well, no, it's just my preference. <laughs> All right, and then we go in. <laughs> we'll leave it there. We'll go into the last one, and this is case in point for what has happened. All podcast. Uh, ben Hall said in the pilot episode of Jock and Journo, uh, who who would you take Fife or Dusty, which was posed by Scotty to Jay-Z, and Jay-Z came back with Fife by the length of Flemington Strait. What did I say about that in Dusty? And you said that was a massive call. Remember saying, I said, what did I say? You, oh, said, I, you said Dusty needed to play more forward of the ball. More centre forward. Yeah. He's one of the best one-on-one players in the game. That's what he said, because he had a lot of cheap kicks in the back half went, 
uh, laterally. I, didn't say that. I thought that. I didn't say That's that. That's my view. Yeah, well, if that. you don't state that clearly, it probably comes out that I said no, that. No, I said that. I just clearly. said that I think he could be one of the best centre four players in the game. I think he was getting a lot of cheap possessions. After in the 17 back rounds, I think he's trending that way nicely. Do you reckon that this has been the most sort of feisty podcast? This is, no way. You can tell we're a few in now. We're getting comfortable. <laughs> and but the good you, thing about right. it all is I haven't left my seat and Jay's pacing the room. <laughs> His eyebrows are up. He, he always gets halfway, no, more than halfway through, but he always starts doing the fake crossovers like he's got yeah. a basket. I get fidgety. Or the shadow boxing. But yep. but what do you think about Fife by the length of the Flemington Straits still keeping that opinion? Back over me. Um, so who's had the better? <laughs> There's seven so weeks left. To, there is seven date. weeks left. Fife, he hasn't had a great year. His stocks have dropped. Um, clubs no longer wanted him in a free agency race. And he's going to re-sign up for him. He hasn't had a great year. Did he year. re-sign already? No, no, he's about to, though. Okay. He, they're basically agreed to terms. Just is that exclusive? Things. We get that? Is that exclusive? Yeah, exclusive, Jock and Jono. Um, <laughs> Fremantle were always very Print confident. That. But Dusty has taken his game to a ridiculous new level. And, people, he's staying at Richmond. There you how go. Was, That's just too exclusive. How what do you got? You got something, Scotty. You got Richmond, St Kilda. Um, I had a few mates down and went to this little pub around the corner for my 250 first game. And oh, yeah. After the game and had Thanks family and friends there and just had a couple of quiet beers there and we're watching yep. that game. And... Like that second quarter, I actually could not take my eyes off the TV. It's like anything St Kilda touched turned to gold, and yep. anything Richmond tried to do mm. turned the other way. What do you do in those situations? I love. Like, we were talking about we were talking about this as a group of mates, and we're saying, what do you actually do as like the Richmond coach or the St Kilda coach? Like, what do you say at halftime if you're a Richo? Yeah, keep going, boys. <laughs> keep going. Like everything we've planned for is working. Plus, our skill execution is off the charts and if you're hard work what do you say we're down by 80 points let's win the th- clearly like let's win the third quarter yeah let's try and get back to some semblance of football that we know we can play but yeah at the that game's stage, over oh the, it was unbelievable it was probably the, one of the most dominant quarters I've seen mm. in a long time yeah it was just amazing well, it shows you, a bit of their capability the Saints what did you think on Kane Corns' comments Jay um, and what beef did they have yeah, they. Ex, I think they love each other ex that teammate. much. Ex premiership teammates. So Kane Corn said that um, Richmond got complacent, uh, got ahead of themselves. Clearly, you know, conceding how at thirty two inside fifties in forty five minutes, whatever it was. Then Damien Hardwick said in his press conference, um, "I'd love to see Kane basically, Ooh. so punch him or something." Um, <laughs> and he does. He <laughs> does his assumption. talk. Shit comments. That is another assumption by Jay. One thing that I thought that was it was a setup from one one journal to another. He didn't quote a setup. He didn't quote the whole. Ooh. He didn't quote the whole the whole tweet. He just said, "Oh, Kane Corns has come out and said that you got ahead of yourself." Which he quoted the interesting stuff, probably. Yeah. So he took out the he took out all the stats. Creative license. He took out all the stats <laughs> out of out of the tweet. Just <laughs> took the last bit and I used think, that. I think we're about to have. I our just own, don't think uh, though, UFC match. I know what Kane Corns is saying that he thinks. It's complacent, but it's it's a extremely it be, huge call. Like, no, can Richmond it be an attitudinal thing? Richmond wouldn't have gone into that game thinking, where well, we play St. Kilda here, we're, we're going to win. Mm. No team does. You go into every game planning their best. And do you know what? Sometimes in a season you have an off game. You have a game where nothing goes right, it all falls down for one week, and you put it behind you and you move on. It's more now about how they respond mm. that you'll learn the most about Richmond. Yeah. And... Yeah, I just think that's 
Not every week do you have a pearler of a game and you play to your full potential. That's the sort of common sense why we pay him the big bucks. I lost the coffee bet this week, so the boys are enjoying my coffee. I look forward to rejoining the winner's list the weekend. We always we pick uh, the winner, the margin, most possession, most goal from the Friday night game. Fellas, that's it. We've talked enough. Uh, thanks for joining us on the Jock and Juno show. Scotty, go up there, mate. Enjoy the sun. Get some sun. You pack your chicken sandwiches still? Take them up. Um, I've got a little lunchbox that I'd take with me. You don't need to know what's in that lunchbox. I don't know. It's two chicken sandwiches from that. Um, Potentially. No, no, it's not from that. Entran. Entran. You ditched no, it's them. It's not from there. No, just homemade variety. Old friends from uh, Chapel Street. Times are tough. Coco, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening, uh, people. We'll catch you next time on the Jock and Journal Show. Thank you.